Welcome to Opening the Door Podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today, we are really getting back to basics and talking all about the clairs and what they are and how you can find your strongest one and strengthen the ones you want to strengthen and all of that good stuff. This is, I think, the second to last technically mini-sode. It's 30 minutes, so I don't know if it's technically a mini-sode anymore, but second to last solo episode of January. January is a long month. I think there was like five February, five Februarys. Well, I'm really off tonight. Five Wednesdays in January, which it always, the podcast always drops on a Wednesday. So I hope you enjoyed this one. I will have for just the rest of January. So I don't know, a week or so more, the mini readings for the 2024 themes up. I am full up for uh, live Zoom readings right now. So the 2024 theme Zoom readings aren't available anymore, but the mini readings still will be until the end of January. So if you do feel called to grab one of those, grab it while it lasts. Enjoy the episode and remember, don't be afraid to open your door. Today we're going to be talking about the Claire's what they are, and some tips on identifying yours and strengthening each of them and things like that. General good information about all the Claire's. So what is a Claire? In my opinion, the most well-known Claire is clairvoyance. You have probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know all of them or know a little bit about each of them, but clairvoyance is probably the most popular in our culture or in pop culture and the word clairvoyant basically used in our general culture these days to mean psychic or future telling. That's not really accurate in reality and we'll get into the actual definition of clairvoyance a little bit. Clairvoyance is when you receive psychic or mediumistic information in your mind's eye through pictures, visions, and scenes. So that's the, that's the, and I'll, I'll go over another definition as well, but that's the general definition of clairvoyance. The word clair simply means clear. So technically clairvoyance means clear seeing. So that is why you're, you know, clairvoyant. You're seeing things in your mind's eye, clear seeing. Clairvoyance is one of my strongest clairs and I use it a lot, a lot, a lot in my readings and in my spiritual practices in general. So first, I'm just going to list out all the clairs for you so that you hear them all at once and then we will define each of those. So first, we have clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, and then two sort of lesser known or lesser used clairs, I would say, that we're not really going to get too deep into in this episode are clairgustience and clairsalience. And I'll define those, but we're really not going to get into those. And and I'll, I'll, you know, talk about why a little bit later. So first, let's define each of these clairs. And I'll give you some tips and tricks about them along the way as we identify which is your strongest, how to work with them, and how to strengthen the ones that you might be interested in strengthening. So let's first define all these clairs. And I'm actually going to define these through the book called The Gift by Echo Bodine. This is a really fantastic starter psychic mediumship book. If you are interested in like just getting all the basics down, this is such a good book and I will link it in the show notes, but I'm actually going to use the definitions from this book because I think they are so, you'll probably hear me open the book right now, but 
just really well laid out here and they're well defined. So we are going to use the definitions from The Gift by Echo Bodine. So first, clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is the gift of seeing. We all have an invisible third eye located in the middle of our forehead, which is sometimes referred to as the psychic eye. It's with this third eye that clairvoyant sees information in the form of pictures, visions, or images. When we see a ghost, a spirit guide, or a deceased loved one, that's also clairvoyance. Okay, so that's clairvoyance for you. Clairaudience is the gift of hearing, which sounds simple enough, but it can become quite confusing. When clairaudience receives information, it comes into his or her mind as thoughts. Since these thoughts don't sound any different from one's own thoughts, the clairaudience job is to learn through trial and error to distinguish between personal thoughts and incoming psychic information. And we'll go over that a little bit later too when we really get into clairaudience. Okay, now clairsentience. Clairsentience has to do with sensing. This is more of a body feeling or sensing than actually seeing visions with your third eye or, or psychically hearing thoughts or voices. If someone is clairsentient, he or she with psychic radar working all the time, psychically feeling the environment as he or she goes throughout their day. So clairsentients have this kind of sensing going on in their bodies. They can walk into a room or a meeting and sense the mood. The next one is claircognizance, and Echo Bodine actually doesn't have a like clear definition of claircognizance, but the general definition of claircognizance is clear knowing, right? So it's just like, it's that feeling that you have when you just know something, and there's really no explanation for why you know that. It is just, it's in your body, in your mind, in your soul, you know it to be true, and that is claircognizance. That can be a tough one, because there's sometimes not a lot of evidence for what you know, but it is true, and you know it. So that is claircognizance. And our two lesser used or sort of lesser known clairs are clairgustience and clairsalience. Clairgustience is the clear, like a clear smelling. So maybe if a loved one smoked a lot, you might uh, smell cigarettes when you're connecting with them or something like that. Clairsalience is clear tasting. So let's say somebody chewed bubblegum a lot. Maybe when you connect with them, you taste that bubblegum in your mouth. And the reason I'm not going to go over those two too much is I find that those kind of just, they come in when they need to come in, especially if you're doing mediumship. They're really helpful for that. But I don't know. I, I just don't feel the need to focus on them because I think the other ones are sort of the big, big hitters here, the big main guys. And these other two, Claire Gustians and Claire Salience, they kind of just come in as helpers. And that there's nothing wrong if these are really strong for you. That is really cool. I've only had these two happen to me a few times. But yeah, I mean, they can surely be developed and I think they're really helpful in mediumship, but I'm going to focus on the other ones today. So first we're going to talk about how to work with and strengthen your clairvoyance and sort of to figure out if this is a strong Claire for you. This is, it's really easy to figure out if this is your strong Claire. If you are just a really visual person, if you can read a book and kind of see the scene that the writer is painting in your mind's eye, you're probably very clairvoyant. Pretty easy to to figure that out. So here are some ways that I work with my clairvoyance. So my clairvoyance is really my strongest, as I said. So I work it with it with almost everything that I do spiritually, psychically, and mediumistically. And the first way I work with my clairvoyance is through guided meditation. I have guided myself through 
many of my own meditations and obviously listened to others' guided meditations as well. Um, But for example, my basking in the universe's energy guided meditation, I guided myself through a ton before recording it and putting it out in the world on my website for you you know, to buy and download. It's kind of cool because I think guided meditations can start as one thing. And then when you really let your clairvoyance and psychic channel open up and do its own thing, it can flow into something else. And that meditation is a great example of how something can start out in the mind's eye as your imagination or just your imaging and then end up being a really cool psychic experience with the universe, your guides or any other being that enters the chat so to say, in your meditation. So when I started my basking in the universe meditation for myself, it was simply me trying to allow myself to be within the universe's flow. I set the intention before I started the meditation that I was going to meditate to help myself embrace the divine timing and flow of the universe, not what I expected of myself or the universe to be. So that was my intention. So as the meditation started, I saw or imaged, imagined myself among the stars because that's sort of how I see the universe, sort of like I'm seeing myself in the Milky Way or something. So I sort of put myself via my imaging, my mind's eye imagination in that place. And as I sat there in the intention that I set and in my image that I had conjured up of the universe... Things started to flow into my view, into my mind's eye of my meditation that were not coming from me. Beautiful colors like started to flow all around me. I felt like I could really feel the energy of the universe more palpably in that meditation. So my clairvoyance allowed me to receive that information and energy from the universe in a visual way. So that's a fun way to use your clairvoyance in meditation. And I hope that sort of made sense. So just sort of letting your clairvoyance open channel and flow in your meditations. And then obviously I use my clairvoyance a lot in readings. It's a big way for me to get information from your loved ones to you or your guides or pick up psychically what's in your aura if I'm just reading you psychically and there's no mediumship involved. So for instance, if your loved one shows me a blue pickup truck, a pair of work boots and like some dirty blue jeans or something. I tell you what I see. I tell you what they're showing me and ask Claire. I might ask a clarifying question of you like, oh, did they work with their hands? This is what they're showing me. Something like that. Or did they work outdoors? You know, something to clarify. And I usually tell like I almost always tell people what I'm seeing so that if I'm interpreting it wrong, they can they can hear it and interpret it the right way. Because the reading is for you in the end. (laughs) It's not for me. Or if I'm reading you just psychically, like maybe we're doing Oracle or something and maybe I see you like bent over a big pile of books or like you're writing something. I might ask you, um, you know, are you writing a book or are you going back to school? Because this is what I'm seeing. And a word might come with that image and that comes from Claire audience. We will get into that next. So if you're starting to practice reading people or you're thinking about that, You can ask spirit to show you things in your mind's eye for your readings. For instance, like if you're connecting with somebody's loved one through mediumship, you can say, you can ask that loved one, show me a memory that the two of you have together. And then, you know, a memory might start flowing to you or it might be a few pictures and images. It might be like a lemon tree or something. 
and you know their grandma had a lemon tree in their backyard something like that so that's kind of how that works so how can you strengthen your clairvoyance if you're listening and you're like oh mine doesn't flow like that or i like mine to flow or i don't see that many pictures and images but i'd like to the first thing that you can do is just start imagining honestly that's one of the biggest things that you can do let yourself dream daydream whatever you want to call it but imagine things in your head a castle a unicorn whatever you want another helpful one that i've heard on another podcast is i think i heard this on psychic teachers such a good podcast by the way i'm always shouting them out because they're too good is that you can in your head like imagine a blue square and then inside that blue square put a green triangle And then inside that green triangle, put a red circle. So you can make it bigger or smaller, change those colors, switch up the like the heights and the widths of everything. And that really sort of flexes your mind's eye muscle and helps you just get used to imaging and and receiving images in your head. So you'll know that clairvoyance is one of your strong clairs if you're already a, a big imaginer, if you have a big wide imagination if you dream vividly lots of those things so it will be pretty obvious and yeah just keep strengthening it if if this isn't one of your strongest ones but you want it to be do some imagining allow it to be and I know there are people who can't see images within their mind's eye and there is some debate about if that is like do some of our brains just work so differently that we all that not all of us can image in our mind or is that is that part of is that muscle just not used enough so I don't know where I stand on that like I kind of do want to believe that every single person could like if I told you to right now in your mind's eye think of an apple with a worm coming out and a big bite of it I I think all of us could do that if we like put it into practice Uh, but I'm not if you're listening to this and you're like I can't see images like this is this is no hate okay I there's other clairs that you can use to really successfully be psychic be self-psychic and read other people so totally fine if this one isn't for you let's talk about clairaudience because this can be a really fun strong one to use as well so To start this off, I actually want to read another sentence or two from the book The Gift by Echo Bodine here again because I think she describes this so well. Claire, audience is the gift of hearing, and this means that spirit communicates to us through thought. It would be fairly easy to understand and interpret these thoughts if they sounded like distinct voices, but they don't. Their thoughts sound similar to our own, and so the discernment takes time to develop. Learning how to do this requires you to take some risks because when a thought pops into your head, you'll have to run it by the person you're practicing with to see if it's a clairaudient message or if it's one of your thoughts. I just think that that is described so well and I I have trouble describing it on my own and I just think that is so wonderfully simply described. So yeah, clairaudience can be sometimes hard to decipher where that voice is coming from and like when it's coming through. As the book says, it will sound like a thought. And to your untrained ear, you might just not be able to decipher where it's coming from and assume that just like it's your thought, right? And when I say untrained ear, I don't mean your physical ear. I mean like your mind's ear. (laughs) 
I guess if we have a mind's eye, we have a mind's ear too, right? (laughs) That just sounded so funny coming out of my mouth, but we'll call it your mind's ear for this episode. So clear audience is really helpful to have during readings for others and communicating also. Like if you never want to read for anybody else, as I've said on this podcast plenty of times, that's that doesn't have to be everybody's goal. I think it's so cool to just be self-psychic and self-mediumistic and just do your thing. I love that. So this is all about, so yeah, you can use this to communicate with your guides, your higher self, your loved ones on the other side, and for readings for other people too. So it's all about getting to know the tone and recognizing how fast the words are coming in, honestly. They will almost feel faster than a thought. They'll flow through kind of seamlessly and effortlessly and it will almost feel like your brain isn't doing any work to conjure those thoughts because they're not they're you're not they're just dropping in right there I kind of I kind of imagine that they drop in through our crown chakra and also I love using this to like kind of using clear audience when people really ask me questions at the end of readings or they want to get a question answered anytime during the reading and we're connected with their guides or their higher self or their loved one and they're talking they're like I want to ask them you know this or this or that what I will do is as they're asking it I kind of just allow my channel to like stretch and open and I I just like allow that question to float up to whoever we're connecting with. And I really like see that going up and through the crown for some reason. So yeah, I feel like Claire audience really gets dropped in through our crown. Do I have evidence to like really super back that up? No, but intuitively that's what I feel like is happening. So you can take that with a grain of salt if you would like. So the first tip here for Claire audience is to really start learning the different tones that things are coming through with. I did a good episode a while back about learning the difference between your ego and your intuition. So scroll on back. I forget what number it is and listen to that episode. It's just called ego versus intuition, how to tell the difference or something like that. And listen to that episode. You can hear me talk more about discernment, which can be really helpful with Claire audience too. So there aren't as many exercises per se as clairvoyance for developing this I think it's more about developing your discernment and listening when it happens if that makes sense so if you have a thought flowing through it's important to start first by just learning your own voice and thoughts what does your ego sound like what does your intuition sound like how do your guides talk to you what tone do they take I know my guides like are sassier than usually I am with myself So I know when I'm like making little jokes at myself or I'm hearing a really sassy voice come through, like that's my main guide, right? So a really easy way to start, even even before you sort of start discerning your guides, if clairaudience is strong for you, you can just easily start asking ego or intuition to your thoughts. That will really help you get to know those tones and those ego versus intuition thoughts really, really quickly. And like do it often, do it often every day. That really accelerates this process. And remember, these aren't different sounding voices inside of your head. They sound like your thoughts. So you're really looking for differences in tone and differences in word usage as well. That can be really helpful. Sometimes when I'm reading or like I'm receiving through mediumship, I'll like, I'll hear a tone of voice. I'll be like, oh, I know this is like, a higher pitched voice or I know this voice has like a really deep timber but 
I can like kind of hear it in my head, but it's like, I, I find it really hard to explain. I can sort of maybe that's where claircognizance comes in a little bit. Like I just know what the tone of the voice would be if I were hearing it with my outer ears, not my my mind's ears. <laughs> so I hope that makes sense. So if you're sort of sitting here wondering, you're hearing about clairaudience and you're wondering, okay, like, is this strong for me? A few signs that clairaudience might be stronger for you. Um, you're just like a listening person. You hear easily in your outward ears right you like listening to music you like hearing people talk you maybe you like listening to podcasts and you like talking like that type of thing can sort of hint that you are are clairaudient if you even if you like love to read like words if words are your jam clairaudience uh could be for you and if you're really in your head too like um if you're a big thinker I don't know I, I don't know that sounds like really really general but I think those are some ways to figure out if clear audiences for you and guess what as you continue on your spiritual journey like no matter where you are on the spectrum of your journey if you're at the beginning middle or there's no end or you're advanced I will say things ebb and flow and they change my two strongest clairs right now are clairaudience and clairvoyance and guess what that could change tomorrow. Like maybe, maybe one of those things will sort of weaken and something else, like maybe my clairsentience will really pick up. We're about to start talking about clairsentience. And I will say that clairsentience was something that developed for me a little bit later. And I didn't really, I didn't set the intention to develop my clairsentience. It just, I kept working on my mediumship and it started coming through more in reading. So I would be getting clairvoyance and clairaudience stuff. And then I would be like, oh, I'm really feeling, I'm really feeling like this. They're really giving me this feeling of like this or this or that. So as you're ready, these clairs will also sort of naturally open up along your journey as you continue to practice. So like, don't worry if, if some of these aren't strong and you want them to be strong, they're going to strengthen as you strengthen other ones too. Just like allow them to flow as we say all the time on this podcast just like letting things flow the way they need to flow instead of trying to like force yourself into clairvoyance you know so let's talk about clairsentience clairsentience this one can be a little bit hard to grasp and practice in my opinion like I just talked about like this one for me felt difficult to practice unless I was like in a reading basically this one is a lot about feelings and you might feel a mood in a room, just like we talked about in the definition. If you're reading for someone, their loved one might help you feel the feelings they had during a particular moment in their life. Or if you're reading someone psychically, you could pick up on the feelings and feel them as if they're happening to you. This happens to me, especially during readings when a guide wants to help show me how you might be feeling at the moment to get their point and pass their message along more strongly to you. Like if if your guide is trying to communicate that you are feeling like really all over the map, you're feeling kind of squirrely, you're feeling like you don't know where to focus, all of that stuff, I will, I will like start feeling that in my head. Like I know what that feels like for me. So your guide will sort of like plop that in for me to feel and I'll be like, oh, it, it seems like you're feeling like this and this and that. So that's a good, that's a good example of how clairsentience can come through in readings. So to practice, I think it's actually just really useful to be, first of all, okay with feeling your own feelings in your own body. That will help you like receive 
feelings as you read, if that is your goal, if reading is your goal, right? So if you do want to sort of be reading people, if you are already practicing reading people, start noticing and feeling feelings in your own body so that when you get past those feelings in a reading, you know what is trying to be communicated, if that makes sense. If you want to develop clairsentience not for readings, just for your own development, I would say one thing you might be tempted to do is to start trying to read and feel people's energy. And you can do that if you have permission. But remember, in terms of ethics, peeking into people's energy without their permission isn't cool. We don't love it. I mean, yes, sometimes it happens. I have a, actually, you know what, I'll tell a story about this. So sometimes it happens without us trying to do that. Sometimes you can just feel the energy in a room so palpably. And I will tell a quick story. One time I was at work, um, work you know, like talking to another person in, in their office and she said something. I can't even remember what she said, but I could palpably feel the energy in the room deflate. It was really crazy. And that's that's a point where I was not like being like, oh, I wonder how she's feeling right now. No, it just like she said something and obviously her energy dipped and it was her office. And I felt the energy just moved downwards. I can't even explain it. I'm sure if you're listening and you're familiar with being able to read energy, you kind of understand. But that was a really palpable moment of I was not trying to tap in. It can happen in big rooms too. You can walk into a coffee shop and just feel like, oh, everybody here is kind of low energy or like, oh, everybody's here is having a really good time. Like you can feel that energy. And I think it's totally okay to like read big rooms full of energy because you're not uh, tapping into one specific person and be like, oh, he's really sad right now. Like he's feeling really insecure. Like that's not what we're doing here. Like you can walk into a coffee shop. Let's like, you can use that as, as an exercise for your clear sentience. But I do urge you not to try to feel into people's energy without their permission, unless you say, hey, I really want to practice this. Is this okay if we practice? And they say, yes. So reading bigger energies on bigger terms, great way to practice. And this is also one that I feel just sort of develops naturally, as I talked about a few minutes ago, without having to like force it to develop. I know that probably sounds really annoying to hear, but as you continue in your spiritual journey, sometimes these things will just unfold for you on their own with you setting the intention that you do want to develop your psychic gifts. And the last one that we will talk about is that claircognizance, and that is that clear knowing. Now, this one can be very hard to discern because I talked about this definition earlier, and it is just that sense that you know. One example of this can be if you just get a read. This can also be clairsentience, I think, like, Oh, did I go over if you like how you can sort of know that clairsentience is your strong one? If you're a big feeler, obviously, if you're really good at already feeling your feelings in your body, if you can generally walk into a room and know the vibe pretty quickly, I think uh, clairsentience is probably one of your strongest ones. Sorry, I know I kind of uh, jumped around there a little bit. I just wanted to make sure I got that in in case you were listening and you're like, how do I know? <laughs> but I think as you listen to this, you're probably like, 
as you're listening to the development tips, you're like, oh yeah, I could do that. I could do that. And that's a good way to know also, which is your strongest one. Like which one of these sounds the easiest to you? Start with that. So clear cognizance, we'll get back to that. That's that clear knowing. This can also really come off if you are just really good at knowing people. Like there's there's that general meme that goes around every now and then that's like, oh, when you meet the person everybody's talking about and they like so much, but then you get a really off vibe about them. I think that is kind of clairsentience and claircognizance working together there. So that's just a little a little thought of mine. But claircognizance, how do you know if this is one of your strongest clairs? This is really simple, but if you have just confirmed knowings about people, and this is hard because sometimes it's you're just accidentally peeking into people's psychic closets, right? You're you're just accidentally receiving information about them before you're grounded and protected and like have set the intention that you're not randomly receiving information about people, right? So let's say like somebody walks into a room and you look at them and you just think pregnant, like just the word comes into your head, pregnant. And then maybe later at coffee, they're like, hey, I, I'm really excited to tell you that I'm pregnant. Like that's claircognizance. So I think if, to find out if this is your strongest Claire, really all you have to do is look back on your life and when did you just have that really strong intuitive knowing and when were you right about it and that's your claircognizance. I will honestly say this might be my weakest Claire and I honestly feel like a little bit embarrassed saying that. I have to be honest <laughs> if we're getting vulnerable in the pod because it feels so like this one feels so cool and psychic and I think it's really amazing when people can use it. it's not saying like I never have claircognizance but I just think my other clairs are stronger and I'm not going to force claircognizance to be a thing until it's ready to be and live with me if that makes sense so a big tip here as you're listening is like which one of these clairs doesn't feel forced to you and it can be more than one but whichever one feels the least forced I would start with that one and the other ones will just bloom as you water each of the other ones like you have all of these abilities inside of you already which one wants to bloom first and most easily and which one of and that's the one that's going to help sort of grow and strengthen the other ones too so let's not put pressure on ourselves to like be all of these things at once and know also that these things can cycle and change and ebb and flow. Your claircognizance might be like really fucking spot on for 12 months and then maybe your clairaudience comes through more um, and it works more with your clairsentience. Like all of these things just allow this stuff to really flow for you. So I hope that gave you a nice little easy digestible rundown of the clairs if you have any extra questions please feel free to drop me an email um, a message on instagram any of that good stuff okay it happened again it happened again where i finished editing this episode and then i was like okay i want to add one more thing because when i was talking as i was listening to myself back this happened last week too that's why i'm saying it happened again as i was listening to myself back talk about clairsentience being like you know don't don't feel into people's psychic closets if you're not invited the ethics are murky and yes that is true 
But clairsentience also really points to like when you meet somebody, you just automatically get a vibe. It's not like you're being like, and now I will read you because I just met you. That I think the ethics of are kind of like meh. But if you're just simply meeting somebody and getting a vibe, that is clairsentience and there's nothing wrong with just receiving vibes. I I really, I just, I don't know. I just guess I just wanted to clarify that because that is a really important thing. I think especially for women, if I'm like being honest, especially for um, women and other groups of people who can actually kind of use that clairsentience and the vibes of people to keep themselves safe. So I don't know, I guess I just wanted to touch on that, that when we meet people or when we are hanging out with a friend and we just like get a vibe and, you know, we weren't on purpose being like, you know what, I need to read this person and see how they're doing and like blah, blah, blah. I guess it's just about sort of that intention, like where, where is this coming from and am I doing this to like get something out of it for me? Or am I just receiving a vibe because I'm empathic and clairsentient, you know? So I hope that clears it up if you were sort of listening to that part and like having questions about it. But as I just said, if you have any further questions, feel free to shoot me an email or send me a message on Instagram, all of that. And thank you so, so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.